0: Hello, I'm Adam Young, editor of the Lubbock Avalanche Journal, and this is The Lead. In this podcast, I'll go over highlights from the past week in Lubbock and the South Plains and offer a look ahead to interesting stories our newsroom will be working on this week. I'm bringing in a few of the Avalanche Journal's reporters to share a bit about a few of the stories they're working on. So let's get started. And we're joined now by the Avalanche Journal's crime and courts reporter, Gabriel Mani. He's been following the Hollis Daniels capital murder case for about five years now. Um, I and mean, you know there have been a few moving parts, including a uh, hearing last week that you attended. Uh, can you talk a little bit about what you're expecting this week and in the weeks ahead, Gabe?
1: Uh, right, so Hollis Daniels was in the 137th District Court on Friday uh, for a hearing on his motion to basically throw out his confession to police that he killed uh, Texas Tech Police Officer Floyd East Jr. at the Texas Tech uh, Police Headquarters on October 9, 2017. Uh, he is uh, charged with capital murder and is facing the death penalty in this case. And at the hearing, Daniel's attorney, Chip Lewis, asked the court to throw out uh, his client's confession because he said the detectives violated uh, his client's Fifth Amendment rights when he asked detectives during the interview if he needed an attorney uh, present and, and then later on said that he was gonna remain silent. Now the district attorney's office argued to the court that Daniels didn't, wasn't clear when he invoked his rights against self-incrimination because even though he did say that he was gonna remain silent, he continued to speak to detectives and essentially detail the events that led to him shooting Floyd East Jr. Now, um, we're expecting Judge John McClendon to make a ruling on uh, the motion to suppress those statements uh, by Monday, and um, after that, we're looking at uh, a potential trial on October 10th, which is nearly
0: five years to the day
1: of that shooting.
0: Sounds good. Thanks for the update, Gabe, and I I know you'll be keeping an eye on that this week. Sure thing. Appreciate it. And now we're here with uh, Avalanche Journal's business reporter, Alana Edgen, joining us again. Uh, Got another busy week ahead. Some uh, stories you've been working on that will probably come out through the week, uh, highlighting some uh, developing business news. But the first thing I wanted to circle back on was uh, uh, your preview uh, Sunday business column that you had looking at the South Plains Fair that continues through the week and uh, some of your experiences and takeaways from that. What, What were your thoughts about the first time you've been to the South Plains Fair last week?
2: Yeah, I thought it was a pretty fun event. I'm not originally from Lovett, so it was a good opportunity to go and see kind of one of the main things in the town and I went with my partner and we got to check out a couple of the really cool things there. As always whenever I go somewhere I have to try the food and I had some really cool recommendations from the rest of the crew. I went to West Carlisle Fire Department for the funnel cake which didn't have a huge line and I'm all about missing those lines. Then the Dream center was suggested for these giant corn dogs, and they were indeed. But I also really like the deal where they had a three dollar refillable drink, which is a really great option if you're going to be there for several hours.
0: Absolutely. yeah, that's a uh, good good information to know, so I don't have to hit up the uh, bathroom sink over in the uh, near the poultry barns to get my cheap drink options otherwise.
2: Yeah, and you can get Dr. Pepper, Sprite, water, so all around that's probably one of the best deals there. We also got to try out the one of the balloon dart games, which I'm a terrible shot, but my partner went 14 for 14 and won me this giant, really cute black dragon that had these little gold, like, changeable scales, so that was really cool.
0: So, yeah, something for everybody out there at the fair, from winnable dragons to cheap drinks and good food. It's always a good time out there. And the South Plains Fair continues through October 1st. Yes. And then a couple other things you're looking at through the week. I know uh, there's an update on the Sylvan Learning Center here in Lubbock.
2: Yeah, it's actually kind of through Sylvan Learning altogether. It's been around for about 42 years, and they saw a huge increase with students kind of falling behind during the pandemic and so they've had thousands and thousands of students joining their centers with that they're also trying to add more learning centers and they've identified several markets to add new places and that includes lubbock san angelo odessa all sorts of options with and as a bonus to that They are also wanting to get teachers who are leaving the education system to maybe open their own learning center.
0: Sounds good. And then, Elena, I know you also have an update on a new golf and entertainment facility coming to Lubbock?
2: Yes. It's actually called the Texas Wedge, and I had a wonderful interview with the owner just kind of going over his experience in golf. He started when he was eight with his dad, and then he eventually became a golf instructor. This is kind of the next step in his career, And he actually called it what it's going to be when it opens in October, pending supply chain and all that. He actually wants it to be a golfer's paradise. It's gonna be indoors. It's gonna be a really cool space. You're gonna be able to get some snacks, some drinks, specifically beer and wine, which I feel like that's part of the golfing experience. And they actually use projections that the Golfing Association does.
0: Sounds like a fun place. And that'll be um, in Southwest Lubbock off 82nd Street, right? Yes. Sounds good. Well, thanks for the update on those, Elena. Yeah,
2: thank you.
0: And now we're here with the Avalanche Journal's government and public policy reporter, Alex Driggers. He's working on a feature this week about a longtime Lubbock uh, media personality who's retiring at the end of the week.
1: That's right, Adam. I'll be speaking with Sharon Mains, a longtime television anchor here in the Hub City. She's uh, been at KCBD most recently, but has had a long career spanning multiple decades here in Lubbock and is widely considered to be Lubbock's first female television anchor as well. So we'll be talking to her and KCBD will be having a farewell broadcast for her on Friday. So we'll have a story ahead of that, celebrating her career and the legacy that she leaves behind in the Lubbock media market.
0: We're definitely looking forward to seeing that story. And I know we at the AG are really uh, thankful for her and uh, congratulate her on her uh, uh, celebrated career here. Absolutely. There's a lot going on around our community and we love your story ideas and tips. Please feel free to reach out to me at ayoung at lubbockonline.com. Give me a call or hit me up on social media. Here's hoping the week ahead brings great news and developments to Lubbock in our area. The lead is produced with the help of the Avalanche Journal's trends and breaking news reporter, Matteo Rusilas, and photo editor, Annie Rice. Thank you for listening, and I look forward to checking back in with you next week.